What's happening and good evening. Welcome to Grow the Heck Up. Praise the Lord and God bless you. What's happening, good people? Welcome to Grow the Heck Up, where we discuss race, religion, music, culture, health, politics, hip-hop, and the Bible. What's good, people of God? Also, people who don't worship the true and living God, as I do. Grace and peace, all. We're going to talk about some good stuff tonight. It's been a while. Happy extra belated turkey day, if that's a thing. Hey, what's happening, uh, my brother Jonathan? I want to talk to you a little bit about my opinion. It's just my opinion, but I will be stating facts because, you know, we deal with facts. You know, I'm from New York. You know, we love facts. What's happening? The title of this broadcast is Don't Let the Black Culture Slave Plantation Control Your Mind. You know, I'm, I can't resist the urge to have these inflammatory provocative titles. I can't do it. It's just what Grow the Heck Up represents. But behind the inflammatory title, you're always going to get some substance. That at least that is the hope. My brother Zadok Ben Israel always thought provoking. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm out here. I'm out here. What's happening? So I want to talk a little bit about black culture, what it is, where we get it from, and why I believe that what we call black culture is not only oppressive, but most of what we've come to accept as black culture is actually a product of white supremacy itself and not black culture. In fact, you know, there's this thing called respectability politics defined as um, attempts by marginalized groups to police their own members and show their social value as being continuous and compatible with mainstream values rather than challenging the mainstream for its failure to accept difference. So sometimes when things happen and a black person comes along and, and white people saying it is a different story, right? But that's another dynamic that we'll say. What's up, my brother, um, Lamont, um, Bridge B. God bless you, good brother. So let's say a black person says, well, while I don't agree with police brutality, I believe police brutality is um, uh, egregious or whatever have you. I believe that this individual maybe should have complied or shouldn't have did this or shouldn't have did that. There's a segment of black people who kind of come back with things like, oh, that's respectability politics. If you, you know, you can't. You can't say, oh, if we behave better, people will treat us better. And they call that we don't they say things like we don't play respectability politics for those of you not familiar with that term. Um, I think that's fair. Right. But check this part out, though. Since when in the history of black culture did black people be have to be dignified for white people? Why was Malcolm X dignified? Was it for white people? See, because you got this idea, like you got people out here who look at Malcolm X because he had the ratchet in the window. You know, we with the ratchets, you know, we love the gun play if necessary, but we do. But, you know, people take the ethos of Malcolm X that they like and they kind of forget or don't take into account that the Nation of Islam is a religiously conservative organization. So they act like just because they with the business and love the ratchets and they see the picture of Malcolm in the window with the ratchets that, oh, me and Malcolm are the same. No, Malcolm X would not be with this coon culture. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King had more in common with each other than anything that we would call black culture today. Now, I know a gang of people watching this who probably are going to see this at some point. Please share if you will. Please share if you will. 
Um, I know a gang of black people who are probably going to see this and are raising their children to be sharp, intellectual, and all kind of stuff. And they come from the hood. So it ain't like you had to start from a particular place in life. But you know what? I've raised daughters that speak proper English. I raised daughters that are into things from different cultures. And chances are that there is a chance, depending on where you live and go to school, that if your child speaks proper English or aspires to something that deviates from what's commonly known as black culture, they're going to be called squares, lames, coons, Oreos, and all kind of stuff. You know, me personally, though, I'm trying to get this money. So I speak the king's English, not because I'm trying to assimilate into white culture, but because I read a book called The Articulate um, Executive that demonstrated that there is a correlation between your communication ability and how much money you get. Right. You know, it's a lot of goons I grew up with. I grew up with a lot of goons. Some of them be on this joint. Shout out to the goons that know me from when I was young and we used to run the streets together. Right. A lot of the goons I ran with came from respectable homes. You know, everybody had a couple of cribs where you go over there and smoke weed, there's ratchets on the table. Like, we all had a couple of people in the hood like that. But for the most part, most of the black people I grew up with that was hood, we came from homes where people worked every day, wanted you in the house by the time it was dark, and in order to engage in your illicit act, you had to rebel against the authority and the standard of that household. What's my point? We went outside as young black men and women, took a culture that was not in our household. Our culture wanted us to be more like the Cosby show, perhaps, or maybe a little bit of different world. Right. But yet we went outside. We sagged our pants. We put on gang flags. We adopted profane language. We began to disrespect women to assimilate into that culture. That wasn't the culture of our homes and those who raised us and provided for us and clothed us for all those years. But yet when we see a black person sometimes that says, I don't really like black culture like that. Maybe I want to do something different. Maybe my interests are a little bit different. We call them coons and sellouts and all kind of stuff like this. So if I go and do everything that the slave masters used to say we were, because, you know, the idea that we are thieves and thugs and gangsters and killers, you know, that does not come from us. That's the, uh, the white supremacy idea of black people. Here's a definition. Here's a definition. It's from the internet, but I think it's valid. God bless you guys and welcome to Grow the Heck Up. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's doing well. Right. So a coon is typically defined as a black person, actor or actress who typically takes roles that are stereotypical and portray black people in a negative light. They think they've made it, but they are slaves to the same images. How are how is like 95 percent of the rappers not coons by that definition? By the definition of taking on stereotypical roles that treat black people or portray black people in a negative light. That's the definition of the origin of calling someone a coon. So how is it that we've come to now, whenever you have an opinion that dissents from prevailing black culture thought and white folks don't amen me yet, you know, I'm coming for white supremacy tomorrow. Right. But back to the lecture at hand. Back to the lecture at hand. Why is it that when a black person dissents from popular black thought, it always has to be, oh, you're a coon, you're, you're a sellout, 
That is the very same anti-intellectual attitude that has white people denying white privilege and white supremacy. It is anti-intellectual. Are we going to let one another think <laughs> as individuals or are we going to continue to say that if you don't accept whatever foolery black culture hands you, then, oh, you ain't really down. Let me tell you something. Gucci Mane and Future got a new song called Selling Heroin. That's black culture. You defend that. That's black culture to you. YG got a new song called I'm a Thug, part two. That's black culture to you. That's what you defend. If that's the case, I'm not with black culture. That's not my culture. And here's what you need to keep in mind. These days, all culture is manufactured. Back in the days, you know, culture, it, it, it uh, came together more organically, right, if you will. Things really were be part two, though. Brother Ken, part two, right? Um, culture was organic. Like, you know, you might find yourself among a group of people geographically, racially, or whatever have you. But nowadays, people cherry picking whatever they, I seen a dude on YouTube today. My daughter showed me something on YouTube. It was a dude making fun of a dude that was on some Hotep Pro Black Africa stuff. Your man had on... I don't know even know what you call them hats with no brim. You know what I'm talking about. The hats where no brim had the African onk on the joint. Talking about we need to abandon white philosophy and European thinking and all this. And son had on true religion jeans. Son had on true religion jeans. So let me get this straight. Speaking proper English. Not wanting to participate in ratchetry. Standing up and thinking with your own mind and critiquing black culture, that's coonery, right? That's trying to be like the white man. But Bur Burberry, Louis Vuitton, what's the up? Red, by all of that, that's not white culture. Because it's expensive, it makes you feel valuable. That's not emulating white culture. Get off this black culture slave plantation, because let me tell you something, man. No disrespect to my Asians and my Hispanics and my Native Americans, man. But I live in America. I'm about sick of white people and black people, man. <laughs> That's how I've been feeling, man. I'm sick of white people and black people, man. It's hard to find people who will stand up for truth. Where, I mean, people tell you Trump is a racist. Right. He might be his father. I, people, a lot of people don't know. For you pro-Trump people out there, his father was arrested. In, I think, what, 1927 with like seven other men. Seven men were arrested. He was one of them. And all seven of the men arrested had Ku Klux Klan uniforms. So you do the math. But back to the lecture at hand. Donald Trump is the first hip hop president. You do know that, right? Barack Obama, to me, in my opinion, doesn't embody anything about the ethos of, of hip-hop culture. But treating women disrespectfully, disrespecting your rivals, retaliation, getting back, any means necessary, that's Donald Trump to me. That's hip-hop to me, not Barack Obama. Barack Obama's the first black president to be sure, right? Donald Trump is the first hip-hop president. What's my point? We finally got somebody in power that act like, has the abusive gangster mentality that we champion in hip hop. And now we crying. Now we crying. Now we got somebody that's like, yo, if it's F me, then you know it's F you. Like, like a rapper. Now we like, no, it's not fair. 
Let me tell you something, man. You could tell, you could look some black people in their face and you could tell them, you guys know that Hillary Clinton had two people she greatly admired that were both racist. Now, to the Clintons, I don't know if you want to call it credit or whatever, they acknowledged that their crime bill was detrimental and hurtful, and they've apologized about that. And on the campaign trail, Hillary Clinton um, acknowledged um, institutional racism and bias, so kudos for that. But you know that Hillary Clinton's hero was Margaret Sanger, a eugenicist, right? Was down for the slaughter of black people by the boatload. And also Robert Byrd, who she called a friend and mentor who was a KKK recruiter. You can tell black people that and they still be like, yeah, but Trump. Listen, man, I'm saying I'm this is not, you know, you, if you know me, maybe you don't know me. But if you know me, you know, I'm not pro either one of those people. But listen, don't let black a Goldwater girl. They don't know nothing about that on Brisbane. Don't let black culture decide what to think for you, because black culture is hailing heroes who nobody in the history of black leadership would co-sign or endorse. Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Frederick, none of these people would co-sign what we now call black culture. And, the, and I'll say this forever. The worst elements of black culture come from black people right now. The creator of World Star Hip Hop is a black person. The creator of Media Takeout is a black person. The creator of Empire is a black person. The creator of, World, of, of, of Love and Hip Hop is a black person, a black woman, no less. So there are things about black culture that will just always be a part of me. Every time I see somebody that I know that's my friend, I'll probably always say what up and dap them up. And I'll always have the language and the vernacular that I speak with. I'm not talking about those superficial things. I'm saying like I'm talking about ideological, cultural thought. Don't let that don't let that tell you what's good for you, fam. Because look how Beyonce ain't no hero in my crib. I'm sorry. Beyonce, I don't care how much she slay. Beyonce ain't no hero in my crib, fam. That's not going down. And if that's black culture, you could keep it. If you could be successful and, and that excuses everything, I'm not with it, fam. And yet, and yes, the truth is painful. You know, I got, you know, I mean, it's all real with me. Like, anyway, I, like, like I said, you, they, people say, like Stephen A, they say Stephen A is a coon. Every time Stephen A don't go along with something that gen, generally black people think. Now, Again, I, I'm not here to say who is or who isn't, but I'm saying there's this thing that if you deviate from black thought or cultural black thought, then you get these labels on you. I'm not. Look, man, I'm at white supremacy throat all the time, but I'm at anything that I think goes contrary to what I believe is righteous and pure all the time, even if it's within myself, because we all have hypocrisy. So it's ain't from no pedestal. But if you black, I implore you. Think about it because you're trying to do better for your kids. You're trying to raise your kids in a better environment. Then you got to start looking at some things. You got to start examining some things and asking yourself, what are you going to teach them to espouse? And you're going to have to be honest one day and be like, man, the more I teach my kids what's righteous and what's right and true and good, there will be segments of the black population that will demean my child because of it. How I know? Because I'm super hood and I've raised kids that ain't super hood and I've had to go press parents and principals like it was popping. I'm not having it. My daughters don't need to be hood. Daddy's here. What anybody want to do? Shorty, go get your uncle. Like I'm hood, son. Like I, I'm, I'm down to get it cracking. So that's how I know. 
You raise children with these morals that because you rescued them from that. And then what's pulling you back? It's pulling you back. So I don't know. I just wanted to give you guys some food for thought. And, you know, you know, white supremacy could get the business anytime. So this is not about um, criticizing black culture and not the. And that's the problem, too. It's like a lot of black people who are willing to take shots at black culture. They don't say nothing about white supremacy and oppression and social justice and inequity. And then you got the black people who are always on some Black Lives Matter stuff who don't hold black people accountable. There are segments of the population <laughs> that are of our people that you don't want nothing to do with. And it ain't because they are or aren't black. They're just not the kind of people that you want to defend. There is a segment of our population and there's a segment of our people who don't want nothing good for other black people. And yeah, that's true among white people, but that's not what we're talking about right now. And you would do well not to throw your hat in the ring with them just because they're black. The most pro-black thing you could do is build your family. And this is a divorced man talking. This is a divorced man talking. The most pro-black thing you could do, the most pro-community thing you can do is build, honor, respect, love, and cherish your family. So how to do it on the suit, speaking proper English, you might say a thought you don't agree with is a coon, but your uncle that was at Thanksgiving the other day that ain't take care of or seen his kids in years. How is he not a coon? Come on now. Come on now. We got to keep this thing a buck. We got to keep this thing a buck, man. So anyway, screw the heck up. I love you. Listen, man. A lot of rappers, they identify with Malcolm X because of the ratchets, man. Malcolm X was conservative. Malcolm X was respectable. Malcolm X espoused education and dignity. As a matter of fact, Malcolm X said, without education, you're not going anywhere in this world. And there were less black institutions then. He knew that all there were were white institutions for education. And Malcolm X still said, Without education, you are going nowhere in this world. How do we get from that to soldier boy saying my teacher gave me my report card and it was all F's and I told my teacher throw some D's on it. How do we get to that? You could argue white supremacy, media programming, but I'm going to tell you something. When another black man do me dirty, I don't blame I don't blame white supremacy. I blame that black man. Just like when I see a white person doing something racist, I don't say, oh, it's just your culture. You don't know any better. I, I, I take you to task on that. I'm just saying, man, none of the people we act like we want to be, Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, I know less people want to be Martin Luther King because they don't tell us the truth about Martin Luther King anyway. They tell you about 1963 Martin Luther King. They don't tell you about 1968 Martin Luther King. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go do the research. But... None of the black people who we espouse or call heroes or if we say, y'all seen the Boondocks episode when uh, Martin Luther King come back and he like, yo, what's going on here? Look at, look at, look at what we champion. Look at what we celebrate. Malcolm X ain't, ain't with this, man. And yes, Malcolm X, I consider Malcolm X one of my heroes. Is he one of yours? Malcolm X would probably call you a coon. For sharing world star hip hop on your timeline. Malcolm X would probably call you <laughs> a, a traitor to your people. For sharing fights on your timeline. Talking about black lives matter. Listen man. 
White people may not have the right to hold black people accountable in certain respects. So when a black person gets shot unfairly by the police, it's not the time for white folks to say, oh, well, what about black on black crime? But for black people, it's always time for that conversation. It's always time to challenge one another to be our better selves. Because all these people, <laughs> you assimilate and act like the most niggery caricature you could be. There are places in black culture you will get celebrated and saluted. But if you deviate from that, dress a certain way, like certain things about other cultures, you get called all kind of names. I'm off that plantation. I'm off that plantation. And my family's mixed. I went to think my Thanksgiving was dual. My first Thanksgiving was with my black and white family. And my other Thanksgiving was uh, was uh, the next day was at my man Bizzle house with um, my family who was mostly black and uh, a Spanish person or two. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even 63, I have a dream, which was an outro to a longer speech on jobs and economics. Exactly. Zadok. Exactly. First thing I should do is weep with those who weep. Shout out to people like my brother, Pastor Jason Brown, who pick up the slack on something I'm saying and is willing to take his own people who are white people to task. We live in an age. I'll tell you, I'll leave with this, guys. We live in an age where culture is so manufactured. Anything you believe, there is probably some million billion dollar niche at the end of it that stands to make money from how you think. You want to be a white supremacist? It's an outlet for that. You want to be pro-black, anti-Christian? There's an outlet for that. You want to be patriot? There's an outlet for that. So culture doesn't develop organically anymore. Everybody got a lit box in their hand and they're filtering in all kind of stuff, man. So pick and choose for yourself. It, don't, it, it ain't no crowd worth going along with these days as a whole. I'm a Christian. And I still want you to show me ID. I'm Christian, you Christian, but what's popular? What you believe, though? And I would hope you do the same to me. I would hope you do the same to me. I run with people that are black Israelites and Christian. So when people be like, yo, you a black Israelite, what's that about? I'm, I'm down to give an account. You better check my G report card, but you'll find that it has all A's on it. God bless you. Grace and peace. Much love. Salute. Salute. Oh, yeah, I'm always going to be black and I'm always going to be American. I'm a Christian first. It's easy to say how much you want to be like somebody when you are actually trying to change. Lip service is all these dudes really about. Hey, man, look, man, I ain't nobody hero. I'm just one dude from the projects. And trust me, I'm trying to come up. I started I started practicing how I was speaking when I read a book called The Articulate Executive. And it talked about the correlation between salary, income, and communication for all races. If you assimilate and go put a blue or red rag on your head and ain't nobody in your family was no blood or no crip, you can assimilate the gang culture and black people. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's what's up. You down now. But if you try to throw in a suit, fix your language up, get an education, do some other things, go some other places. Now you want to, let me go check out a mute. Oh, now you a square. That's white supremacy. That's white supremacy. I'm coming for that check. I'm going to master this English language because I don't believe there's nothing to me and no kid that's under my care can't master that any other race can do. So I don't believe in white supremacy. I don't believe that I'm only relegated to, 
European things when it comes to Burberry and Louboutin. I don't even rock none of that, son. But you get my point. Anything anybody else could do, I believe any kid that's under my care can do. We turn black kids into scientists over here. You hear me? We do books over here. You hear me? So, yeah. Get up off that coon culture. Because the main people calling people coons is the main people that's coons. Straight up. God bless you and salute. I am LaVos here, Captain OG. This is Grow the Heck Up, where we discuss race, religion, music, culture, health, politics, hip-hop, and the Bible. God bless you guys and salute.